Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Everything USC Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in LA and so much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm your host, Nara Wang, and for episode 51, I'm taking a look at the Trojans' men's basketball season so far with a returning guest to the show, former USC standout and NBA player Jeff Trepanier. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to come back on the Everything USC podcast. Thanks for having me again. Happy to be here. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, or go right to the website Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. On social media, you can find us at Believe Podcasts. For me personally, reach out on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, any social media you want to get out there, let the fans know? My IG is C-P-T-R-I-D-A. And my Twitter is at Jeff underscore Trepanier. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're recording this episode in the afternoon of Thursday, January 6th, and as of this very moment, USC men's basketball is still scheduled to resume its season tonight in Berkeley against the California Golden Bears following a long break due to COVID cases among the team. But as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to wreak havoc around the world. So until they actually tip off shortly after 8 p.m. tonight at Haas Pavilion, it's hard to be 100% sure about any scheduled game starting when it is supposed to. Right now, you just have to hope for the best in terms of getting any of these contests in as scheduled. But USC, so far this season, 12-0. 2-0 in the two Pac-12 games that got played early in December, ranked number 7 in the AP poll, their highest regular season ranking since 1975, number 8 in the coaches poll, the highest they've ever been ranked in that one, and number 14 in the net rankings that the NCAA uses for March Madness. The Trojans are one of three remaining undefeated teams in Division One along with number one ranked Baylor and the 20th ranked Colorado State Rams. But USC has not played since December 18th when they won in Phoenix against Georgia Tech due to COVID cases within the team that started with 
a positive test for Max Agbonk Polo the morning after that win in Phoenix before they were scheduled to fly to Oklahoma City to play the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That December 21st game was canceled. Last week, they were supposed to resume Pac-12 conference season against the Arizona schools, but those games were postponed, and it was going to be a big weekend for hoops here in Los Angeles because number 5 UCLA, number 7 USC, and number 8 Arizona were all going to be facing off against each other. Those are the three Pac-12 teams in the AP Top 10 right now. So we'll hopefully get to see those games later in the season. Haven't been determined yet when they will get rescheduled, and we'll have to figure all of that stuff out. But Jeff Trepanier, are you surprised at the early success this season by USC, especially after losing Evan Mobley to the NBA? No. I mean, they, they've always had a lot of talented players that could step up. And his brother, <laughs> his brother has been carrying him below. So that's a good thing for them. But no, I'm happy they're playing good. And I'm not surprised at all. You're exactly right. Isaiah Mobley has stepped up and is the leading scorer for the Trojans thus far this season. And what have you liked most about the team so far as they've jumped out to this great start? No losses. <laughs> but no, um, they're you know, playing together. The scoring is it's pretty even with like the top three or four players. And, you know, just everybody's playing on selfish, having fun out there. And, you know, hopefully it'll just continue throughout the year. Right now, Isaiah leading the way at 15 points a game, but right behind him, also in double digits, Chavez Goodwin, Boogie Ellis, and Drew Peterson. How big has Boogie Ellis, the transfer from Memphis, been to this team? Big time, big time. He's a scoring threat, passing threat. He can take over the game at any given moment. And, you know, it just it just helps the team, man. He's real good. He's real good. How about the development of Chavez Goodwin? Last year, maybe a little bit in the background because Evan Mobley was on the team, but it looks like he really worked hard on his game. He's got that nice jump hook with either hand. It looks like Chavez Goodwin has really improved himself in the offseason and has been maybe the biggest surprise so far for the team. Well, yeah, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you take your weaknesses and you work on them in the offseason, and you get a chance to show them in the upcoming season, which he's been doing. And so he's definitely has taken advantage of the increased playing time and increased exposure. So kudos to him. The three-point shooting for USC has been a little bit hit and miss so far this season. And obviously, that's one of the big things on most Andy Enfield teams is you like to see those guys making shots from the outside. And there are plenty of guys who are capable of it. Boogie Ellis, Drew Peterson, Max Agbonk-Polo. But the guy who's really stepped up in that three-point shooting area is Ethan Anderson, a guy who's gotten in great shape. You can see the difference between what he Mm -hmm. looked like before and this Mm -hmm. season. So talk about Ethan Anderson's improved ability to make shots. Well, like I said, it's, it's another thing just going into the offseason, knowing what you have to work on. Like you said, he's came in in better shape, lost some weight, hitting shots now. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of maturing and knowing what you have to do to get better and having a chance to be a pro. And I mean, these guys are taking it seriously. So, you know, they're working on their craft. And obviously, as mentioned, this is going to be the first time they're playing since 
the middle of December with the COVID layoff. How do you think this type of layoff could affect the team's momentum? Because they were doing so well. You just hate to have almost three weeks off, basically, when you're a hot team, right? Yeah, man. man so that's going to be tough. I mean, you only could practice so much and, you know, stay engaged. You know, you want to play somebody else. But, I mean, it's, it's crazy times right now. in all sports leagues, all levels had to adjust to it. So, I mean, it's not just us. It's also Stanford. So, I mean, it's everybody. It's everybody. So. I think with the time off, we might come out a little rusty, but so will everybody else. One of the things I've really liked about this year's team and really shows how much of a team they are is the defense. They have held every opponent so far under 40% shooting. Opponents are shooting just 35% on the season against the Trojans. And without that one kind of superstar that Evan Mobley was for the team, do you think that this is how they need to do it to have success? It has to always be grounded in having good team defense every game? Absolutely. Absolutely. Defense wins games. I mean, um, if first come to worst, we're going to try to outscore you. But no, if you can get some stops, you're definitely going to have a chance to win every game. And what have you seen out of Isaiah so far that's allowed him to take another step up in his progression? I mean, it's nothing we really haven't seen. We've been knowing he's been capable of playing like this. You know, it's all about opportunity. He's the go-to guy this year. And, you know, he's just stepping up and accepting the challenge. So, I mean, he's, he's been able to play like this, though. He's had all this in his game the whole time. It's just starting to show more and more now. And, yeah, obviously you have known the Mobley brothers for quite a long time. They both came up in the Compton Magic AAU program that you are a part of as the director of basketball operations and a former member yourself of that team Mm -hmm. from the beginning. So another guy who came in this year from Compton Magic's program, Malik Thomas, freshman. He's not getting a ton of playing time, obviously, as a young guy. But what have you heard from Malik about his USC experience? You know what? I actually haven't had a chance to talk to him about it yet. You know, I just want to give him a chance to get his feet wet and everything. But, you know, he's the type of guy that he'll stay ready. Like, he comes into practice, works hard. You know, he never complains. And he just understands, like, you know, it's just all about opportunity. And he, he stays ready. So he'll be okay. He's a beast, too. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what him and the other guys can do. Kobe Johnson, Harrison Hornery, they've just gotten limited time. But you would expect that with a lot of veterans coming back for USC and a transfer like Boogie Ellis coming into the program. So the future is bright, though, for USC. Again, this is the Everything USC podcast. I am Nara Wang. My guest today, the former USC high flyer and NBA player Jeff Trapanier, back on the show. If you enjoy listening, you can subscribe, download, and rate it on all of your favorite podcast directories or go right to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Podcasts. For me, find and follow me on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, let the Trojan fans know how they can catch up with you. My social media, my Instagram is uh, C-P-T-R-I-D-A. My Twitter is uh, at Jeff underscore Trapanier. Yeah, man, I'm just excited to get back rolling for these guys. I'm ready to see them play again. Hi, this is Tim Brando of Fox Sports, and you're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang here on the Believe Podcast Network. 
Okay, so let's talk about the game that we hope will be played tonight. By the time you listen to this, obviously, hopefully it has already happened, but the men of Troy are returning to action at Cal tonight. So what are you looking to see, Jeff, in their first game back from this long COVID break against the Cal Golden Bears, a team that got off to a rough start, seems to have maybe turned things around a little bit, 9-5 and overall on the season, and again, a road game up in Berkeley. Yeah, it's always tough playing a cow. You know, they have a good crowd. You always play harder at home. So, I mean, hopefully they're more rusty than us. And we just come out, get the jitters out early in the game and just come out and play hard and get the win. It's going to be interesting to see how SC starts off having not played in 18 days and trying to jump right back into it. Having the big number seven ranking, a target on their back now because everyone knows how well they've done this season. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is the usual NorCal road trip for USC. But instead of playing both Cal and Stanford, the game on Saturday against Stanford has been postponed due to COVID issues within the Cardinal program. So again, COVID rearing its ugly head. It's going to be basically a one-game trip up north to play Cal tonight. And so how difficult is it to not know what your exact schedule is with games needing to be rescheduled and then possibly more postponements because you just don't know. How hard is it to be a player dealing with all of that? Oh, I mean, it has to be tough because as a player, you know, you want to be able to show show your skills. You want to be able to play. Like I said, I mean, you know, practice, there only could be so much practice. And then once you start going, and then you have to take a pause. It's tough. It's tough. But like I said, we've been dealing with this for a couple of years now. So You know, everybody's pretty much used to it. Do you think the Pac-12 is going to be able to make up all of the games that have and will be postponed? Hopefully. Hopefully. You know, you can just hope for the best, man. That's all you can do. Yeah, it's going to take some cooperation amongst the schools. I mean, you even saw UCLA's head coach, Rick Cronin, come out and say, hey, I'll play USC at extra time if we can't make up some of these other games. I mean, would you be cool with playing UCLA three times? Absolutely. And give them three losses, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think from USC side, we've had a lot of success against the Bruins in recent years. We'd love to play them more, right? Yeah, I definitely agree. Heck yeah. Now, obviously, Evan Mobley, we're going to get to him a little bit more later, but he was the one big superstar that everyone talked about with USC's team last year. So coming into this year, there was a wonder, is Isaiah going to step up? How is Boogie Ellis going to do? How are the returning guys, Chavez Goodwin, Drew Peterson, Isaiah White, the incoming freshmen? No one really knew exactly what this USC team would be. So I think SC has surprised a lot of people by getting off to this hot start, one of three undefeated teams left in Division One. So the main thing is, how is this team going to do going forward now? Can they do the same thing as last year's team and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, in your opinion? We definitely have a chance. As long as we can stay healthy and continue to play at a high level. I mean, you know, a few of the guys got a taste of it last year, and I'm I'm pretty sure they want to go even further this time. So, I mean, you know, just God willing, staying healthy and playing hard, I, I think they have a real, real good chance. What do you see them having to do going forward to keep them up in this high echelon to maybe get a high seed and a good placement in the West region for the NCAA tournament? What is the key things they have to keep doing this season? 
just continue to play together. Don't get selfish. You know, we're getting a lot of shine, a lot of exposure. So, I mean, you know, sometimes teams get selfish. If we could just continue to play together, play hard, that just gives us a chance to win. I mean, you know, just hustling, getting the 50-50 balls, trying to out-rebound our opponents and things like that. I mean, if you hustle, you always have a chance to win. And when you have a team like this where there's not necessarily one guy who is the superstar, Isaiah, again, been the leading scorer for the team this season, but from a game-to-game basis, it might be Isaiah Mobley, it might be Boogie Ellis, it might be Drew Mm -hmm. Peterson, Chavez Mm -hmm. Goodwin, like I said, has been a revelation in his second year playing in the program. How difficult is it for other teams to try and game plan for USC when you don't necessarily know who's going to kill you from night to night? Yeah, that's a good thing. We have four or five, maybe six guys that could take over the game at any given moment. So, I mean, if one guy is having an off game, the next guy can step up. And I mean, like I said, all the guys are, you know, scoring pretty much evenly. So that could happen any night. And I don't think any of the guys are selfish. And so if one guy has it going, you know, I feel like they'll feed him the ball and try to get him the ball more. So that's one of the good things about this team. They play unselfish. Does it remind you a little bit of the teams that you were on that had a lot of talent around you, like Brandon Granville, Sam Clancy, Brian Scalabrini, a lot of talented guys all playing on the same team. You guys all could have chased stats or whatever, but you guys made it work and everyone got theirs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We always knew like the the end result that we wanted was a win. So no matter who had the most points, most rebounds, it didn't matter to us because we knew we would all get the exposure if we were winning. So when I was there, like our scoring was pretty much evened out also like the starting five, the whole starting five. And like, we didn't care who got the shots. Everybody got shots, you know, got a chance to score. And we just wanted to win, man. We just out there having fun winning. Overall this season, it seems like the Pac-12 is a little top heavy with SC, UCLA, and Arizona doing really well. But some of the other teams have maybe dropped off a little bit. Oregon got off to a rough start. Although you figure with Dana Altman, they always get better as the season goes Mm -hmm. on. But Mm -hmm. an Elite Eight team last year, the surprise Oregon State Beavers, have really not had a good season so far. Is the Pac-12 as tough as it's been in recent years? Or do you think it's really going to be a battle between the Trojans, the Bruins, and the Wildcats? Yeah, I think it's a three-team battle right now. I mean, everybody's not going to be able to be at full strength. You know, just with the COVID stuff, man, it just it just hurt a lot of people. And, you know, the three teams we named, like, they're playing good right now. So I think it's just going to be out of those three for sure. I mean, somebody might have a little run in a tournament, in the Pac-12 tournament. But, you know, other than that, those top three teams are going to be who we'll be talking about later on in the season. And again, this is the Everything USC podcast. I'm Nara Wang, joined by former USC player and the director of basketball operations for the Compton Magic AAU team, Jeff Trepanier. If you enjoy listening to this show, you can find it on all of your favorite podcast directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Subscribe, download, and rate us. And also go to the website, Believe.com. You can find this show and so many others and get all the updates on social media at Believe Podcasts. To catch up with me on social media, I am on Twitter. Find and follow me at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, let the Trojan fans know where they can catch you on social media. 
Instagram is a CPTRIDA. Twitter is at Jeff underscore Trepanier. Hey, Trojan fans, this is Brian Jones, college football analyst for CBS Sports. You're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang on the Believe Podcast Network. And before I let you go, we have to talk about how Evan Mobley is doing in the pros. Like I've mentioned, you have known the Mobley family and the two brothers, Evan and Isaiah, for such a long time because they came up in the Compton Magic program. Did you think he would be this successful right away with the Cavaliers? Actually, I did. Just because the, the NBA is more wide open, there's just more space on the floor. You get a chance to really like show what you could do. And just, he's like a unicorn, man. Like, you know, he's seven feet, can run, jump, nice jump shot, plays defense. So, I mean, he gets a chance to show that. I mean, he's been playing good. He has a chance to be rookie of the year. And no, we totally expected this. We totally expected it. And you even saw that when he got hurt with that little elbow injury and then he had COVID, you've seen that the team has not played as well without him as they have with him. So he has been a big part of the success for the Cavaliers who are actually contending for the playoffs for the first time since LeBron left them. So it's, I think, been shocking to some people who maybe didn't pay as much attention, right, to USC because we always get put in the shadow of UCLA. And so they weren't paying much attention until we made that Elite Eight run last season. And so there were still some doubts about, oh, you know, Where's the big man's role in today's NBA, right? But like you mentioned, Evan can do so many things so well. And the thing I loved about him last year is he showed what a team player he was. He wasn't just out there trying to chase stats and do his one year and get to the NBA, right? He was actually participating among the team, helping to make the team better. And I think that's one of the big reasons why he's successful in the NBA. Absolutely. Absolutely. He lets the game come to him. And like you said, he's unselfish, very unselfish. He's letting guys, you know, do what they had to do. He was like the cleanup man, basically, at SC. But in Cleveland, you know, they're uh, actually looking for him, you know, hit him in the post, let him get isolations and things like that. So it's a different game in the NBA. So you get to show more of what you can do. And I know it's been a long time, but you were once a second-round draft pick of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did you talk to Evan about your experience with the organization before he went off to Cleveland? No, no, it's, it's different people in the organization now, so it's totally different. So, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. It has been a long time since, of course, yeah. you were in the <laughs> NBA getting in with the Cavs, drafting you way back when. But where do you think he ranks among all of the NBA rookies? I mean, I think we would want him to be the NBA Rookie of the Year, and he's playing so well, and he's probably the favorite. But, of course, there was a heralded rookie draft class along with him. And two guys I really liked in the draft, Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes, besides Evan. Those were the other two guys I liked. And Cunningham got off to a tough start with injuries. And Scotty Barnes has been really good for Toronto. Would you say that those are probably his main competition for Rookie of the Year? Absolutely. Absolutely. They've been playing solid as well. Evan is definitely up there. Like you said, Scotty Barnes. Jalen Green, he just came back. He's been playing good these past like five or six games. So, I mean, you know, it's, he's up there for sure. He's up there. He definitely has a good chance. And have you heard any stories from Evan about how the NBA life is treating him? No. No, nah, man. I'm just letting him, you know, I'll, I'll wait till the offseason and holler at him. I'm just, you know, trying to let him get through his first year. 
he comes from a good family, so he knows to take care. He knows how to take care of himself. So you know, I'm just letting him live it up right now. I'll talk to him in the off season for sure, though. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good catching up with him after he is done with his rookie season, one that looks very successful so far with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And final thing, Jeff, you gave a great story the last time you were on the show about the fight that happened against ASU. You got another good mm-hmm. story from me from the playing days at USC? Man, I've been trying to think of one. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. But I do have a funny follow-up about the ASU fight. Okay, let's hear it. So I work in the G League now with the Houston Rockets G League team, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. And so we were playing in the G League showcase out in Vegas. The main guy that I had a fight with from ASU, is he's one of the coaches for the main G League team. And so we actually just chopped it up and, uh, you know, caught up. And it was, it was nothing but a good conversation, man. That was funny, though. It was funny seeing him there. Wow. So yeah. the G League showcase <laughs> in Vegas, you and one of your former combatants getting back together. Right. right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was, it, it was something we could laugh about now. Yeah, it's good how yeah. time kind of heals all wounds, right, Jeff? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to have a story for you next time, though, for sure. All right. Next time you're on, we're going to get another good story from the playing days of Jeff Trepanier. But, Jeff, yep, always yep. great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me again, man. Looking forward to the next time. For my guest, Jeff Trepanier, I'm Narl Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 51 of the Everything USC podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in L.A. and much, much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? As always, as I end every show, please remember to fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.